So check this out. I got word that Hulu threw this crazy party in Beverly Hills with literally all of the biggest reality TV stars. I'm talking about all the Bravo Lebs, Candy Burris, Portia Williams, James Kennedy, Jax Taylor, even Captain Lee and Kate Chastain. Here's the genius part. If you want to find out what happened at the party, you have to watch the commercials. Yes, I know I'll be tuning in and then signing up for a free trial to get my favorite reality TV shows at Hulu.com. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Season 10, Episode 9 is over, but we are just getting started here on the Curb Your Enthusiasm post-show recap. And now, here are the guys who are loaded up on German pull-and-peel licorice. I am Rob Sistrino, here with Akiba Winokur. Uncle Kiwi, how are you? I mean, there's a lot of worse things you could have said. You could have said, here are the guys who just had diarrhea. Could have been... uh, (laughs) If we've got Could the licorice, been, the next thing, yeah, you know, the, the, the other shoe just hasn't dropped yet. Of course. Guys who, who will never sweat into your soup. Yes. Yes. <laughs> of course. Josh Wiggler. Josh, how are you? I make no promises about uh, never sweating into your soup. Other than uh, yeah. I, I will probably never be around you to eat a soup ever again. So uh, in, in that regard, I shall yeah. not be sweating into Akiva, your soup. you were pretty close to sweating in somebody's soup when we went to that Twins game this summer. Excuse me? Yes. Yeah, I was I was overheating. I, that is true. I was overheating at the Twins game. After, uh, hey, were you like and, hovering over like somebody's like bowl of chili or yeah, something? If somebody would have had like a plate of uh, like a helmet full of nachos. I wouldn't have stood next to Kiva for too long. That <laughs> oh day. no, true. It's true. I've never been. I've never been more like uh, overheated in my life. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Between the humidity and the ice cream and uh, the the sweltering heat, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't it, it wasn't everybody's driest hour that day. Ah, uh, yeah. difficult time. It sounds, that's yeah. hard. Uh, but that's here we hard. are to talk about the penultimate episode of Kirby Enthusiasm uh, this season. Beep panic. Uh, Akiva, do you drive? Yeah, I do drive, although infrequently. Like I have a driver's license, but I can't drive at night, which really. Uh, inhibits my uh driving because i can't like go to work i mean i can't drive to work because there's no there's nowhere to go uh right but free corona but then i like i can't drive home from work if i can't like drive by myself at night i can't drive at night so i can't like drive somewhere by myself where i'm gonna have to come back at night so i do drive but but you know it's few and far between yeah josh have you ever been a sufferer of beat panic I don't, I don't know. Not, not, nothing memorable. Uh, I'm a very reluctant beeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I am, I am, uh, a cowardly beeper. Uh, I am not somebody who beeps liberally. Uh, I, I wait until past the last mm-hmm. possible second to beep. Yeah. I really don't want to disturb anybody. I don't want to draw that kind of attention. It's similar to the reasons why I'm, uh, pretty reluctant to block on Twitter mm-hmm. and I'll, usually just mute you if i find you annoying blocking's the nuclear option and uh beeping feels similarly to to me as it as it pertains to the to the open road yeah i don't like the block i feel like you got something if i blocked you it's like uh yeah. i feel like the, it's like uh some, sometimes you're so horrible that i just have to block you but like the list of people who are blocked it's pretty small the mm-hmm. list of people who are muted robust robust list it's a big list josh i i have been beeped at considerably uh driving the car yeah i think i may have been in the car with you once when you were beeped at when i was beeped at a lot of times i don't know am i are they beeping at me 
It was yeah. I, like a lot of times I, I don't know. It was, it, am I, uh, was that a beep at me? Uh, That's part I, of the panic though, right? Where like you don't know. You don't mm-hmm. know if it, if it was you or it was them or if it was somebody else. Like, it, it, I mean, I think the beep, it's such a jarring noise that it is, uh, it's bound to cause problems. I understand it's, uh, it's intended utility, but yeah, uh, I do think that it, it's, uh, Maybe counterproductive ultimately in some cases. Uncle Kiwi, do you think that anybody potentially was uh, the recipient of uh, a beep as they were trying to put this podcast on today? I do think that there is a lot of podcast listeners uh, are are probably not the most careful drivers. That's what I'd have to think. Like that's why we try not to make you laugh on this show because we don't want people like doubled over and then no. Uh, that's you know, why we they want come, mild I mean- laughter. You come to Post Show Recaps for very serious analysis of television, and we pride ourselves here on the mm-hmm. Kirby Enthusiasm podcast that, that we deliver that really granular detail like we would mm-hmm. apply to The Leftovers or uh, Breaking Bad or The Strain, Strigoi. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're, 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 very, very, uh, we're very, very intelligent people here. Well, I think that the beauty of a podcast, if you are a driver, is if you do a good enough job with the podcast, the person is going to stop, you know, fiddling with the phone. It's like, okay, I found this. Okay, I'm good for the next hour and 22 minutes as I'm listening to this podcast, as opposed to it's, it's the people that make short podcasts that are the problem. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's true. Serial is the cause of many, many accidents <laughs> because people are like, what? It's over. It's 28 minutes and there's no episode for four more years. I need something else to listen to. Yeah. So it's like, it's really a very humanitarian effort, what we do in the extended mm-hmm. RHAP universe Try. that we shoot yeah, for we're these, like, mega, these mega two hour episodes uh, because, like, that's that ought to be enough time yeah. for you to get from uh, well, destination to when destination. When people are listening to like 2.25x and hopefully that, like, uh, somewhere. That's not, but that's a choice that they're making. Yeah. We can't, we can't be held responsible for that. Yes. So, Josh, uh, beep panic. Was this a good episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? So-so or uh, thumbs down? Was this a Latte Larry cup of coffee or a Mocha Joe cup of coffee? uh, I I took it. I I received it and enjoyed it as a Latte Larry's cup of coffee. Uh, Because I think that the world is handing us Mocha Joe's brand coffee Mm -hmm. right now. I think the universe is really giving us that cold coffee you can stick your nose in. But do not... Stick your nose in the coffee not right, right now. now. Not right now. Do not do not do it. Uh, I, I think it, it's it's almost unfair for me to to grade the episode because uh, every single day right now is like you know so <laughs> intense. Uh, <laughs> okay. But like but like Sunday Sunday night just like felt for whatever reason. I mean like the debate was going on at the same time. Like there was just a lot that was happening. Uh, and when the episode began with a cold open, which I don't think the show has ever done before to my to my memory. Uh, I was just, I was so delighted by like the vigor with which yeah. Larry was fully owning everything about Latte Larry's that he's been hyping up in the commercial and going straight from the HBO sound into that rather than the curb theme yeah. was such like a delightful surprise that immediately I was, I was pretty in the tank. So there's some things in the episode I that I don't it. I like. I called open. Some things I don't like in the episode, but uh, some of the ways that it just cracked me up, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful okay. for. So, so can't judge it hard. Uh, I feel like that uh, Akiva is much better at being uh, arbitrary and reductive about these yes. things. Uh, Akiva, uh, good good episode or bad episode? I think it was probably like of the nine episodes, it was probably like my sixth or seventh favorite of, it, of the season, which doesn't mean it was bad. I just think it was one of the less funny episodes. Like there was very few major lols even some of the worst episodes maybe had like mm-hmm. one or two all-time moments i don't know what's the moment you'd go back to here on a rewatch maybe we'll get into it but i don't yeah i didn't bold anything you episode. know what 
I feel like I really enjoyed the first half of the episode, and mm-hmm. then I felt like that the the back half, once we get into Larry uh, getting uh, very involved with Diane and mm-hmm. then going to the BMW dealership with Diane and giving a car to Diane, it just seems so out of character. Diane. Uh, the car, everything with the car accident. Diane. Uh, and then uh, ultimately Mocha Joe with the FBI piracy. Uh, caper uh, culminating in Richard Lewis' uh, diarrhea. Uh, I felt like they really had me in the first day. It was a tale of two halves, Josh. Yeah, uh, I uh, a, a, a lot to unpack in what you just said because uh, it's a, a, much like the rest of the season, just so much that's happening in every single episode. Uh, but like, I think the the big the big one for me is the FBI stuff because. Uh, Ted gives Mocha Joe the idea to check out his screeners, which is what's going to give uh, Mocha Joe the idea to, to bust into Larry's. Yeah. Mocha and- Joe's mom really into Green Book. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, this uh, Akiva, this really dates uh, the filming of the season, right? Like this makes a lot of sense that this was uh, uh, was like a year and a half ago or so that they were they were working on this. It, it, they should have used fake screeners. It doesn't make sense that you're using old screeners. They should have, yeah, they could have updated yeah. or something. Uh, like Roma is just like if, if that was Parasite, that'd be so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the fact that uh, that that Mocha Joe gets this idea from Ted to go to Larry's and get his screeners and get him on the radar of the FBI the whole time, I'm thinking like, oh crap, okay, so we really are going here. We're really going to the great trial of Larry David, and that will be the finale. And this episode's going to end with him being placed under arrest. And then there was just like really no teeth to it. What, like Larry lost $250,000? That's chump change for Larry David, apparently, based on how fantastically wealthy he is. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of struggled to see what was the point of that when I, I really did think that like they were guiding us towards what uh, we'd been talking about all season long, just like the potential culmination of all these different slights uh, that Larry has accumulated over the course of the year. Kiva, uh, what would yeah. you, you make of uh, Mocha Joe's master plan to get Larry uh, hit with a hefty fine? Didn't really go anywhere. Like, even at the end, Larry's like, yeah, whatever. I paid it. That's better. Like, there, there's no unless they tie it in next week. Which I don't think they will. Like, it, 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 that's not how the episode ended, really. It, it, to me, it did nothing. It's similar to the price wars, which were like, OK, for a second. But, you know, they it never went down to like zero cents for a cup of coffee. Like the price wars. Really, everything with with Mocha Joe was meh. Yeah. I mean, why doesn't Larry David, it's a spite store, uh, does he have a bottom line? Why doesn't he make the coffee free at that point? If the whole point is to drive Mocha Joe out of business, uh, why does he need to charge a dollar and 10 cents for a cup of coffee? I remember also Ted Danson has like as much money as Larry potentially. So it is possible that they're not, they are fighting a battle that could be endless. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's sweet. Ted dancing cash. Josh, could we speak to the uh, like the uh, how much Larry David's uh, latte Larry was really uh, a uh, a sign of uh, the the future of coffee? Uh, Purell on every table at latte. Uh, Purell Larry. on every table. I mean, there there were some germaphobic uh, themes yes. running throughout this episode that uh, uh, I believe is, is the word kismet. Like, is that what we're searching is for it, uh, here? I believe it's Kevl. It's Kevl. I believe. <laughs> you did it. Oh, he did it. You got Kevl in here. No. Uh, so that is Kevl. a 
It's an inside joke for three people, and you're listening. To it. Uh, it, it, like, it, it's just like, how does that happen? Like, it was just like perfectly timed, perfectly timed that uh, we were going to get to the grand opening of Latte Larry's, and there was pure on every table, and that was part of the and a coat the rack. Cold opening too, and and the coat rack and everything, and just like. I don't know. It it just it cracked me up at the, like the exact right time. Um, I I don't know that I thought that everything with Mocha Joe was was a thumbs down. I think that like the the competition between Mocha Joe and and Larry was great. I just I think that they didn't fully bake yeah. the uh, much like the scones. Like they didn't fully properly <laughs> bake uh, Mocha Joe's plan to extort yeah. Larry because what was he going to do if if, if Larry and uh, Leon weren't feasting on diarrhea licorice. Like, what was his what was his goal when he came in there for the for the sit down? Uh, I don't know. I don't. And, and again, I didn't mind the Latte Larry versus uh, Mocha Joe storyline. I mean, especially the stuff in the first half of the episode. I, I love everything about Latte Larry's. I want to hear more about the Spite Store. Uh, it was more. Like everybody is like very cool with the no defecation rule. Like everybody's like flocking to Latte Larry's. Like it, yeah. that was a surprise to me. I think because Larry is such an insane person that you're inclined to think uh, that all of the things he is uh, he is arcing out here are going to be major failures. But of course, Larry David gets to make the show. So in his perfect world, all these people are fully signing on for all of his insane ideas. Yeah. Um, another storyline that didn't really go anywhere, Keith, was that so there's a plan here. Vince Vaughn is back again. Freddie Funkhauser. Uh, and there's some talk of a guy's trip to Pebble Beach when Susie is going out of town. Uh, while I thought it was hilarious, uh, Jeff dropping off Susie at the airport and he's too happy. And so she cancels her oh, yeah. trip. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the guy's trip to Pebble Beach, uh, came up a lot and ultimately went nowhere. Yeah, I, I could, I'm sure you could, uh, empathize so much with that. Like anytime my wife would go take the kids and go down to her parents in Florida, right before she leave, she would say like, oh, you're so, you must be so happy I'm leaving. And I always have to be like, are you kidding? I mean, I miss you guys so much. Like, what are you talking about? And the second she leaves, like you, you can't like start, you can't even start jumping for joy until they're mm-hmm. on the plane. Do you know what I mean? You have yeah. to know that. You have oh. to, yeah, they're out of sight for sure. My wife you, took my kids to Little League last weekend, mm-hmm. and that seems like yeah. four years ago. I, I was so happy. They they all left. I was so happy. I, I don't know mm-hmm. when I'll get that again, Josh. Yeah. Not yeah. for a long I mean, time. Yes. Block, yeah. block that down. They, they might uh, go you, for a walk it. around the block yeah. at some point. That's a good block. They'll have fun. Yeah. Uh, you could do like indoor Little League, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know what that looks like. Right, right. Uh, so uh, that was funny, but yeah. So the the trip fell apart because it turns out that Jeff is a is a glue guy. Josh, uh, you know who a glue guy is? I don't know what that means. Uh, the guy that holds the whole group guy? together. Oh, uh, nucleus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who's your Who's your glue guy? Who's your glue guy? Uncle Kiwi. He's yeah, a glue guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if I I'd cancel on plans, you think everyone just everyone just doesn't show up? Yeah, I've got like oh, wow. uh, like eight Orthodox friends that <laughs> I, I wouldn't even. Akiva, Akiva left us. Yeah, I'd be completely, you'd have to leave the group. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's but true. in in addition to that, no, everybody everybody is uh, tight with Uncle Kiwi. He's a he's a. I feel connector. like I feel like you're the glue guy. Like we wouldn't I'm know anybody. You might well you're you might be the glue guy. Yeah, you're glue. I don't know. Like the, I, I, I'm more I of a foa foa guy personally. <laughs> that is a, a very dumb survivor joke. Because yeah. the because their name was Galoo uh, yeah. was the other chart. But every yeah. every group of friends does have the glue guy, Josh. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm not the glue it's guy never in my me. group, and that is by design. Yeah, uh, it's very much by design. Uh, 
my, my father, who we were speaking about before we got on this podcast, uh, the great Dr. Michael Wiggler, uh, uh, has a very, very bad handshake. Uh, and the, and it's intentional. It's by design. It's like a, a limp, yeah. wet fish of a dead fish of a handshake. Uh, and he says it's because he doesn't want people to expect too much from him um, mm-hmm. when when they shake My his point. hand. Don't worry about that uh, anymore. He, yeah, certainly. I mean, he's, I think I wonder what his Work like dead a fish of an elbow bump. A dead fish yeah. of an elbow bump. <laughs> uh, like socially, that's what I try to do to to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want you to expect too much from me. Uh, my worst uh, nightmare would be to be the glue man, to be the glue guy. Mm-hmm. Mal- Malcolm Gladwell, Josh, has a uh, had, had one of his early New Yorker pieces was about social connectors and how yeah. like everyone he knows was basically through this one person. Uh, that person, Jeffrey Epstein. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. He was on the playlist. He was on the playlist. No, it was uh, it was the guy who started Slate. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. The guy yeah. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> God, a lot's been right. going on. On that huh? note, Jeez. Uh, Jeez. yeah, well, great, great episode, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the, I thought that the scene where uh, where he drops her off at the airport and uh, she just take me back, take me back was a pretty classic uh, Susie moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some good, there was some great Susie usage in in this episode. I thought between that and uh, when Larry very knowingly gives her the diarrhea licorice. <laughs> Uh, like uh, you're 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 at the edge of your seat at that point, being like, "Oh my god!" So Susie's about to get, uh, yeah. she's about to get the virus. You know, like she's about to be exposed. Yeah. Um, can we talk a little bit about the licorice, uh, Keith? I feel like that you are the licorice connoisseur on the yeah. panel. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen uh, this type of licorice? Whether it's, it's really Bavarian bad. or German yeah. licorice? Uh, I really like Australian licorice. There's a there's a, a package Durell Lee. If there's any Australians out there, send me some licorice because I can't get it right now. Uh, Durell Lee is like a big it's like these these like mini chunks, though, Um, and they're like smaller. They're much shorter than regular licorice. But, yeah, I am a lunatic about Twizzlers, Red Vine. The first time I yeah, like Red red Vines, Twizzlers, uh, Pull and Peel Twizzlers, all sorts of licorice. That's like my favorite. Yeah. But would you want like a like a thick, girthy licorice like that, Akiva? Yeah, I, I eat all licorice. I'm the I'm actually the wrong person. What's more I'm important li- with licorice, girth or length? <laughs> I would think length. I think you want like uh like thirty yeah. feet of licorice. Uh, I don't think you need uh something that's like a uh, tube of uh, paper towel roll uh, <laughs> across. No, what could hey, be in like chew on that, that like ruins your stomach? It, I, one of the best things about licorice is like. I don't have to worry about this. Like, this isn't going to upset my stomach, you know? Yeah. It's like, a, it, like speaking of glue, that feels like uh, food glue. Yeah. Like, that's just like going to kind of like give you a good base. Like, it's going to, it's going to trap the food that's going to give you a bad stomach. I mean, Akiva, the licorice of, of that diameter. Uh, have, you, have you ever taken that? I don't think, I think that's, that's a big piece of licorice. I don't know. I've never had the, I didn't know the Germans were into licorice. I thought it was like an American Australian thing, but I'm going to have to, you know, maybe send us all types of licorice and we'll put it on the wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that was wild. I guess, Josh, that the diary doesn't kick in until you eat uh, several pieces of it, uh, several feet. Right. Right. Because, because Larry had been uh, uh, getting it like a la carte, right? Yeah, like he'd been like fun. getting it piece, you know? Uh, and then he was, and then he was fine. And then as soon as he, uh, started gathering, uh, with a big group of, uh, of pieces of licorice, suddenly he gets sick. Uh, so I guess the lesson here is to, to stay, uh, you know, in limited, 
proximity to the to the licorice and you won't be you won't be as yeah, sick. don't eat don't eat that much akiva did you yeah. like the fact that larry goes to the bmw dealership and makes up things that are wrong with his car to get access to the free licorice i do love it i feel like if you just ask for the licorice he is a customer they probably give it to him he doesn't really need to do that um it, you know but yeah i do i like that and I, I of course love the stubbornness of larry to buy the car just to win the argument mm-hmm yeah. How much is that car, Akiva? Oh, I'm a little licorice guy, not the car guy. Okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> is that a, a $80,000 car? I think minimum, right? What does he say? A BMW i8? Is that what yeah, they that called it? Like I8. That was i8. I could love. And it's new? Yeah. Those, uh, like we're DeLorean in the mid ones, I think. Mid ones. I think it's okay. like 150. So, so Larry was out about half a mil on this episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no more. Well, what, what, yeah. what was the? What was his first car? He lost the first oh, the, car too. Lost the first car. The FBI fine was what two fifty? It said. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't, is that two fifty per offense or two fifty total, Josh? Oh, that's a great question. Because if it's two fifty per offense, then he really got wrecked. Mm-hmm. He got wrecked pretty bad. Because uh, it seemed like uh, Mocha Joe he left with like armfuls of screeners, which is a nightmare, by the way. If you were if you were lucky to have access to the screeners, you gotta you really do have to. Take that, take that responsibility very seriously. Yeah. So it'd be a very, very Was bad that thing. irresponsible on Ted Danson's behalf to just give his screeners yes. to yes. Mocha Joe? I thought that that was, very, like, uh, that was uh, in, in, uh, in my world, the way that I operate, uh, a, a, a total non-starter. Mm-hmm. To even offer it up without even being asked is absolutely insane to me. Uh, the worst thing would be to be asked, like, oh, you've got the screeners, right? Can you just send me your login code? And then we have to have the awkward conversation where even though we're close, I'd be like, yeah, but I don't trust you enough to, to do it. Yeah. Uh, the, the consequences are too severe. The, 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 it's too a too high a risk uh, for the reward. I love you, but no. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the Diane character who has quite an arc in the episode. Uh, she starts off. She is a waitress. Uh, she simply Abby Jacobson. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, what? What is she best known for, Josh? Broad City. Broad City for sure. Uh, Abby and Alana. Uh, I think I think Abby Jacobson right now is in the middle of or has been in the middle. We'll, we'll see what the, you know, what, what all the impact on all the productions is going to be uh, a re- doing a Amazon Studios TV series adaptation of a league of their own is something that mm. is allegedly forthcoming that she's she's producing and, and and starring in uh but yeah broad city is is her is her big thing rob if you've never done any broad city before i, I actually think that no, that actually, would be I, think uh, I watched about a season of it. i didn't re- i, I yeah. she looked familiar i didn't recognize her uh yeah, from yeah. that very 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 funny stuff uh she and she's hilarious uh and so i love seeing her here uh, and i love sort of like the nonchalance with which she says like sorry for the delay guys I had diarrhea uh, it was just like so, like it happened so quickly that I I almost didn't even catch what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I, I do think that they kind of just go on like a big winding meandering path with her that maybe doesn't uh, pay any real dividends in the end. Yeah, first uh, we get the diarrhea, then she uh, sweats in the soup, and then gets fired by Takahashi. Boy, Akiva Takahashi has become a real mainstay. I love Takahashi. Yeah, Takahashi was a big part of the last season. He was key in a few episodes. Uh, honestly, maybe my favorite part of the episode. Was when Larry says, "By the way, how are you hitting it, Mister T?" He says, "Not your concern." Not your and concern. I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, ah. Larry had the funniest response too. But I love. <laughs> Does he own the club? Like he, Mister, he's such an alpha, Mister T. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's afraid of uh, Takahashi, uh, and then uh, Larry had to uh, keep uh, the the jacket zipped up also, so he could stay in uh, the dress code. But then he fires Diane, and Larry ends up. 
picking her up on the street. Josh, I, I couldn't believe after the diarrhea, after the sweat, Larry's like, ah, get in my car. Come on. Yeah, no, that was unbelievable. Larry makes bad decisions on the reg. Uh, so, th- you know, p- add this to the list. Add this to the list. But like, is this, is this, uh, you know, this starts like a whole chain reaction of bad decisions surrounding Diane. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, hi- he hires her. He gives her the car. I was astonished because I know that we, we've been, we've been, you know, we're watching for this, right? That the show this week puts it out there and like reminds us of the fact that Latte Larry's doesn't have a toilet for defecation. Right. It's a right. strict no defecation rule. Mm-hmm. We now have a storyline in this episode centering on diarrhea. For everybody, and, yeah. And, and Diane becomes an employee of Latte Larry's, and we don't close that loop where the diarrhea comes home to roost. Yeah, not, or to, roast ma- yeah, not to mention Larry. Larry, Leon, uh, Richard Lewis, all diarrhea sufferers, none of them are at Latte at Larry's. Latte Larry's. Yeah, I feel like there was a knot that they uh, did not know how to tie, and like the the threads were all right there. Mm-hmm. Should have been easy. Yeah, Akiva, was it too obvious? Because even I watched this episode with uh, my lovely wife, and she even said, "Oh, okay, she's gonna get diarrhea, and there's no defecation at Latte Larry's." Yeah, uh, yeah, but like Josh is saying, there's two def- different poop storylines. Josh did call uh for more poop humor i believe uh yeah. it was on twitter or on a podcast yes. in the last yeah. yeah i said if you can't if we, you can't have it both ways where all we want to talk about is toilet paper and we're also not talking about pooping mm-hmm. you know the two mm-hmm. the two going hand in hand i know it has other uses as well but uh poop is the universal one <laughs> yes yeah okay there there's two separate poop storylines right like the diane's has diane didn't eat the licorice she's got nothing to do with all the people with the upset stomachs from the licorice and still we, I mean, I, I'm sure it's going to come into play in the finale. Yeah. The, the, you know, was that a, a missed opportunity? I mean, should we have found that her, that her diarrhea is caused by maybe she was like a German licorice addict and that <laughs> she was like, uh, had like a, a, and when Larry bring like the, and they share that in common and, and Larry says, Hey, I know a place that has great licorice. Uh, and then that's why he takes her to the BMW dealership. Like he volunteers like, Hey, let's go get some licorice. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think, uh, I, I think we can't judge any of this stuff until next week though, because maybe it'll all tie together in an amazing way next week and we'll be wrong for, you know, shaming Kerb. What did your wife think of the episode? Cause you said last week, she's not a big fan of LD. No, she doesn't or, really or like the show. She doesn't really enjoy it. Uh huh. Yeah. We were watching Fleabag before this. She much prefers that. I had to do Fleabag. Yeah. I did the first two episodes. I thought it was good. Yeah. She was, uh, prefers the, uh, PWB to the LD. Mm-hmm. PWB is cool. Yeah. Uh, my, my wife was watching Curb with me, uh, but she fell asleep. She doesn't. She does not like it. She, my wife does, uh, does not enjoy. Uh, she would be happy if if next week would be the final episode. Well, and it may it may be. The other thing that she had a huge reaction to, uh, Vince Vaughn. Oh, he looks so bad. He looks so bad. Uh, Akiva, is Vince Vaughn hot? I don't think so. He's fine. He's not like ugly. I don't think Vince Vaughn is like he's very tall. So I know a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people are into tall men. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't. I mean, I, I know about as much about Vince Vaughn's attractiveness as I do about BMW prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say no. I would vote no. I don't think is so. This is another. Poll? I think me- Vince Vaughn uh, is not hot. Is y- you know, I'd be inter- I would. 
I'd be interested in the results. I, I think that you will get some people who bite and say, yeah, but I, I think it'll be... Uh, a, a, it's the same with Ted Danson. They're, they're, they're going to vote him down. They're going to vote him down. Right, right. We're going to vote down Vince Vaughn. I think also part of it is like Ted Danson uh, increases in hotness because he seems great. Mm-hmm. And I think Vince Vaughn decreases in hotness because he seems like a douche. <laughs> Uh, and I think that there's probably, you know, a sect of people who are like into that. And so they're going to, they're going to be into Vince Vaughn. Um, but I think it'll be a smaller slice of the pie than, uh, it, it won't be a, yeah, a, it, yeah it's, it's not going to be in his favor. Uh, Akiva, again, another, another big Richard Lewis episode, uh, that we culminate in Richard Lewis's one man show. Uh, is this the second or third one man show that we're seeing this well, it's season? It's not really one man, right? There's other oh, people in it. They might have even called it that. You're not crazy. Yeah, I thought they called it that, but there is clearly at least one other actor on the screen, right? Yes, yeah, that Richard Lewis uh, needs to show that he can be serious. He's going to be in Flowers for Algernon. Nonsense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever read that? I think I had to read yeah. it in like eighth grade or something. Yeah, of course. Classic. Classic and uh, Always Sunny did a really uh, good take on, on the material in the uh, Flowers for Charlie episode, which is directed by David Benioff and Dan Weiss of Game of Thrones uh, fame. Uh, and they do a, a great episode where Charlie becomes part of like this science experiment uh, where uh, they're trying to see if they can find like the dumbest person possible and make him a super genius. And he uh, starts to act as though he is a super genius. And like the, the kicker at the end is like, no, it was a placebo the whole time. And he's still just a moron. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoiler. This this was not my uh, this was not my favorite rendition of Flowers for Algernon, but it may have been worth it. For the very final scene of Richard Lewis, just groaning in agony <laughs> as, the, as the red rum flickerous was <laughs> was about to about to rear its head. Uh, we didn't see a ton of Leon this week either, Akiva, but uh, he did have uh, some good moments in this episode. I loved when Larry said, "Oh man, you must love pumpernickel." Yes, no, that was great. Where he talks about that, and he, he makes a burnt toast sandwich. Yeah, he says he makes a burnt toast <laughs> pumpernickel sandwich, a bread sandwich. Yeah, wow, uh, that was great. I, I loved it when he talked about Josh. Uh, lo and behold, uh, he said you should have said, oh, yeah. "Lo and behold, that really would have like uh, that would would have made really uh, made made me feel differently about the story." Yeah, I think "lo and behold" is a powerful thing to say. You know, I think like if you say "lo and behold," you better have some seismic impact behind that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that that really sets up that you've got something big that you're about to drop something very uh, something game changing. Lo yeah. and behold, Akiva, do you ever "lo and behold"? I am now. He, he Leon nailed it. I think Leon wins the week in a in a you know relatively light week for him. Like I, I, "lo and behold" is incredible. He's the bean meister. Start dropping that. Yeah, he's the bean meister. Uh, he's the king of lo and behold. I think uh, I, I think we gotta we're gonna start dropping that like three times a week. Every how about we make a pact? Every podcast we're on this week, we say lo and behold. Yeah. Oh man, I've already recorded most of mine, uh, <laughs> but I'll, we're we're a couple hours out from the wiggle yeah. room. I'll get a lo and behold in there yeah, for sure. Perfect. Well, what's the proper usage of lo and behold, Josh? I think it's a revelation. You know, it's like uh, it's you, you know the the mystery gang could be saying lo and behold as they yank the mask off of the old man who's running around as a ghost. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know, I think it's it's like us and this is what it was. Yeah. This is the thing, and we told you the whole time. Here's the big reveal. And you pull off the mask. Lo and behold. Okay. Uh, I'll 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 marinate on it, and I'll I'll have some some good lows and behold. 
okay. in the in the not too distant future. All right. Uh, and then, Akiva, anything else from this episode that you want to highlight before we talk about the finale and what we expect? I mean, those were the really like you know key the the key parts. I don't think there was any you know the beat panic is the name of the episode, but even when he gets run over, Larry does yeah. by. Uh, which, if you watch the previews, I believe is is part of the finale that he is injured. Um, you know, they don't even. There's no beeping, like that. You know, when he gets run over by the guy in the motorized scooter, mm-hmm. so they they didn't really take the beep panic too far. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you guys honestly, though. This was my key question. All three of us are married, lovely women. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. your wife would sweat, would drop a bead of sweat in your soup, would you still eat it? And I'll go first and say, yeah. Oh, okay. What's what soup is it? Oh, good question. Well, what soup was Larry eating? I don't remember. It was uh, it was it was more of like yeah, a squash it looked like more of a cream soup, right? like a like a cream mm-hmm. soup. Uh, was that some, like some sort of like a squash soup or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if my if my wife uh, accidentally dripped sweat in my soup and I saw it, I'd be like, Emily, gross, and then probably still eat yeah. it. It's yeah, extra sodium, right? Yeah, I think I'd be fine. You're just, hmm. you're just kind of salting the soup. Uh, we've got it. You know, whatever she's got, I've got now. So it may it's as true. Well. It's true. Yeah. yeah there's right. no, it, there's no like Corona fears because if, you know, anyone in your house catches it, you're getting it anyway. You're, yeah. You got it too. Yeah. Is there any other soup? Like, is there, is there a pot of soup or are we in a restaurant? Oh, that's a good question. So you're saying if you're, you're in a restaurant, you're not going to throw yeah, it I'm out. I'm trying to imagine the scenario where my wife is serving me food. Uh, oh, she never <laughs> serves you food. No. I mean, you guys just got to hear me yell for Advil. Yeah. I guess yeah, we both. did. That was impressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was good. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably out. I'm probably out. I would do it. I would do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I trust Emily Fox's sweat. Yeah. It'd be fine. It'd I, be I just fine. don't think I wanted the soup that bad. Maybe if it was something, you know, uh, that I really, you know, was really... Food. What? What's yeah. that? If it was your favorite food. Yeah. And is soup worse than it was a steak? You could like brush it off if it's a steak yeah, versus a steak. I, I, mean, I just wouldn't eat that part. It's liquid yeah. and liquid, and now the whole thing has been uh, contaminated. Yeah. yeah, I could probably out on the soup, and then maybe I just would like, uh, okay, let me not eat that section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I typically wouldn't order a soup anyway. It doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> what licorice is to Leon and Larry, soup tends to be for me. So <laughs> any soup, very reluctant. Uh, yeah, chicken oddly. soup. Yeah, it just does not stay in, okay. and it wants to leave quickly. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. Doesn't hang out for long. All right, but I love soup. When I when I get a chance to eat, it, I just gotta know where I'm gonna be. Okay, and then you know where I'll be afterwards. Yeah, we, like, when, lo and behold, Josh is uh, <laughs> gone for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right, Kiva. Uh, well, predictions for the finale. Okay, I'm gonna say that the Me Too stuff doesn't come back. Okay. I'm gonna say that the Spite store. So Larry ended up on like not winning this episode, right? Which would for a normal show, like he loses the second to last episode. Usually that means he's going to win in the finale over Mocha Joe. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say that they it, it both neither Mocha Joe or Latte Larry's is operant by the end of the episode. Like they both burn down or they both are shut down by the police or they like they both run out of money. It gets sued. There's no like there's no way that either of them wins. That's my that's my big. Could there be a third coffee establishment that opens up it. and takes them both out of business, like Ted's Cappuccino or something, like a Ted Danson store. It's it's possible. Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, the rise of uh, what was it the Beanmeister? What was yeah. it the Bean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I think the rise of the Beanmeister and it becoming uh, Latte Leon's by the end of the season, I could see. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to keep the alliteration. So you got to think of that in that realm. Who else? I mean, Lewis's Lattes is a possibility. Who would drink uh, but I w- coffee from I, Richard Lewis? Richard. <laughs> nah, nobody, nobody. Not even <laughs> if he had a wife. Yeah, and, not and even big, big fan John Hamm. Yeah, no yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think uh, Latte Leon's is not an, uh, a bad prediction. I think like seeing Leon with some su- some success there. I, I really would have expected uh, the trial of Larry David, but since he didn't like get actually arrested, uh, I, I feel like I'm a little out on the yeah. idea. Akiva, Larry's injury. Uh, where where do you see that playing out? Is it, could we sure. see Fred Armisen come back? Ooh, that's a good question. I we see him at the doctor in the in the preview for the finale. That's all I know. Hmm. All right. Uh, we'll have to uh, wait and see. Curb enthusiasm. Uh, season a, finale. A, a finale uh, death draft, as we often do on these things. Well, who's, if somebody who's dies, gonna, who's going like, to? Who's going to fall the hardest? How about that? Like, who's going to who's going to have the worst week and who's going to have the best week? Probably Mocha Joe. You think he'll have the worst week? I think he'll have the worst week. Yeah. What I, about, it's hard what to about, imagine. Could Mocha Jane die? I might take her very early in the draft. Oh. Like Barry accidentally kills Mocha Jane. Hmm. Oh no! Yeah, and I actually don't know that we should think that it's so ridiculous that someone could die in the finale. This has been a fairly yeah, lethal we've had season. At least two deaths season. this season. But you not know? major characters. Yeah, no, like, no, one, like one-offs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe Freddie uh, Funkhauser dies, but that's a little morbid because of right. Funkman dying right. in real life. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. But I hope he gets canceled. Well, what happens, yes, what happens with Cheryl and, and Teddy? Who ends up, uh, does Larry end up with oh, Cheryl? Okay. Does Ted- I can't see Larry ending up with Cheryl. I, I think that, that as Alex brought up last week, well, once yeah. Larry's uh, having sex with her sister, uh, I, yeah. I think that's it. Mom and dad yeah. are not, are never ever yeah. ever getting back together. Yeah, Larry had sex with her sister, and lo and behold, they ain't getting <laughs> no. back together. Um, I think maybe uh, Cheryl just is uh, uh, on her own, though. I don't think that there's going to be Cheryl and, and Ted by the mm-hmm. end of the season. Okay, I don't, think, I don't think Ted gets to win this one. All right, well, we'll find out next week on the season finale. You think we'll get an extended runtime, Uncle Kiwi? Yes, I mean they're all extended, but I think maybe we'll get forty-two minutes instead of our yeah, usual thirty-seven. This, this was like yeah, thirty-seven minutes. Uh, this, uh, you know, they've all been this long. They've been long episodes this season, so I, I think we're going to be closer to an hour on Curb next week. Oh my god! Bet. All right, have yeah. a hot cup. Well, of spite. What, what else do we have going on? I guess yeah. so. No rush. No rush. All right, uh, Josh. <laughs> anything else you want to say about Curb? Uh, no, uh, I, I was very grateful for the laughs. Very grateful for the laughs, mm-hmm. and that uh, I feel like it just bears repeating the cold open was just dynamite mm-hmm. Abs- absolute dynamite yeah, the, the cold my, open come down to my spite store it was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> unbelievable just mm-hmm. filling it like that i guess there's he's really trading on how much bad will there is just uh, reverberating throughout the veins of america uh that he was able to tap into that and like bill it as a spite store and people were like oh yeah i can get down with that yeah all right Akiva, anything, anything else you want to say today no, I'm really excited for the finale. I'm sad it's ending. You know, we started this almost as a lark. We did the first episode. We joked episode two and three. All right, that's it. And now this has been like a real, we've had a nice run here. And I'm going to miss this show. And if it comes back, you know, it's going to be it a, a nice year. I can't believe it. Uh, what were the, yeah. what were the chances? Uh, it says, you know, what, what, a, what a year 2020 uh, that we did nine Curb Your Enthusiasm recaps. Look at us. Uh, yeah. Hopefully 10. <laughs> 
Hopefully we make it to yeah, next. Hopefully, hopefully we get it. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Oh, uh, Josh, what a what a treat it's been to have you here with us for most of this ride. No, it's been fun. It's been it's been it's when been super fun. Second episode. Sec- second episode. Yeah, wow. it's been su- super. Oh, I thought fun. you the whole time. No, super super fun to do this wildly unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so but unnecessary. very but but very enjoyable. Very very enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. All right. Really uh, good time. Josh, uh, you got so much going on on post show recaps. What do you have coming up? It's bumping. Listen, you need the things to listen to right now. We're we're doing our best to supply them. We're getting you two Westworld podcasts in a week now. That's where we're at. Joe Garfine and I were doing the recaps. Those are posting Monday mornings after uh, the episodes on Sunday night, uh, and also we're doing uh, midweek feedback shows, bonus shows, which I have no idea exactly how it's going to manifest, uh, but I think it's going to be fun. Our first guest, it's going to be me speaking with the the robot man himself, the 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 person who knows it all when it comes to all things robotics. Christian Hubicki is going to be joining me to talk about Westworld here on Post Show Recaps this week. That's amazing. So it's a great guest. We w- it, we yeah. want your questions. We want your questions. Tweet them our way uh, at Rand Howard at C Hubicki, uh, or as I always pronounce my head, Chubicki. Uh, so, so tweet that. Tweet that our way. Uh, Jessica Lee and I, as we are living through the the novel coronavirus, uh, recapped uh, uh, an episode of The Walking Dead that takes place obviously in an apocalypse based on mm-hmm. a virus itself, and yet somehow we managed to laugh. Very, 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 very hard throughout the entire recording of what we thought was probably uh, was definitely the best episode of season 10 so far. This most recent Walking Dead. And it's a contender for one of the very best episodes of all time. It's high high price. It was very good. It was very, very good. Uh, So we had a good time doing that. Um, She and uh, Mike Bloom, they've got Star Trek Picard going on. Myself and Antonio Mazzaro, we've got Better Call Saul. Mike and I, we've got Lost Down the Hatch. Uh, so there's just a, a ton happening on post show recaps. We're trying to keep you entertained, people. All right. Uh, and then uh, Uncle Kiwi and I just dropped uh, season three, episode seven of Entourage on Robin Akivanita podcast. Josh, are you an Entourage guy? I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Would I call myself an Entourage guy? I would. I would. I would sooner Even call the myself. Final seasons. You stuck around to the bitter end. I was there all the way through. Wow. Yeah. My wow. memory of it is very hazy, but it was an easy enough watch. It was a half hour every week. Mm-hmm. Just put it on. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did it hold up? Not great. No. Yeah. <laughs> the right. podcast, we, we, it was fun to tear it apart. We but, had fun. Uh, I don't, yeah. yeah. We yeah. had fun. Uh, yeah. In this episode that we talked about, uh, E is having a, uh, a real existential crisis as that, uh, following a uh, menage a trois, I believe is the term. Oh, uh, right. Between uh, himself and uh, his girlfriend, Sloan, and a young woman named Tori, that he is uh, having feelings for the woman who was not his girlfriend. Yeah. The the will they, won't they with Ian Sloan. Just get out of here get with that. Here. Get out of here. What a, what a terrible storyline. Yeah. yeah. What an absolute trash storyline that they extended through the whole freaking thing. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. He's right. way, so have- way out of his league. Yeah. Uh, so we talk Mini about that and much more looking. on the latest Robin and Kiva podcast. And then, uh, Akiva, what's going on in 32 fans? Oh, we had an episode people are excited about today. We we scoured the globe for a sport that's still going. And we found Australian rules football, although like most sports, it will probably be canceled before it starts in a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, oddly enough, even though this everything I just said is true, Shannon Gus, our HGP podcaster Shannon Gus, who's a die, die, die hard um Aussie rules football fan or footy as we like to call it uh along with their husband Peter 
we planned this podcast three months ago. So it happens to be that's the only sport going, but we actually planned it in a world before Corona. So we had her on. She explained to us how the sport works. And then we had a bracket since it's bracket season where she and Peter helped uh, Alex Chester and I pick our new favorite teams. Uh, and we each have, uh, uh, you know, no spoilers, but I'm a diehard fan now, lifelong diehard fan of, uh, of an Australian rules football team. All right. So nice. be on the lookout for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. 